I'm giving myself the opportunity to scale back if I need to and telling myself, like, it's okay if I need to take a couple weeks off. Nobody is hanging. Nobody is, like, hanging on the next YouTube episode of a series that I streamed two months ago. No. It's more for you at this point. Yeah. I I would imagine that the majority of people that watch it are... uh, are either friends that watched it the first time around or something like that, or wanted to see something specific, you editing things, or a stranger being like, oh, I wonder what this is, and then watching a bit of one ep- one or two episodes, and then, um, like, moving on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you probably don't have to worry about that aspect of it. Right, so it's not like, it's not a big deal if that if that drops off for a bit, and then at a point when... You know, what it is, is like this weekend is going to be a really nice, relaxing weekend where I don't really have to do anything because I worked a ton last week. Right. Um, Under normal circumstances, I'd be like, okay, now I'm done with the work that actually like makes me money and pays me bills. So now I have time to go do the video editing and the, you know, all the other content creation stuff. And Mm -hmm. I would just spend all weekend on that and then go back to just doing the regular work on on Monday or whatever. And then there would just never be any me time and never be any break. And I would it would I would give all of that work the same level of priority so that there was just never any downtime anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know, maybe maybe avoiding burnout is actually a really good idea. Because that's, yeah, that's how I keep myself from just not doing any of it at all and just throwing my hands up and being like, this isn't worth it. I want to quit. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to quit. I just don't want it to be like a whole second job. I want it to be a hobby that I can choose to put time into or not, depending on what else is going on in my life. Yeah, it makes sense. It's not It's not making nearly enough money for it to be a something to to lose your mind like lose everything over yeah because <laughs> it's something that brings you joy so you want to make sure it keeps bringing you joy rather than than becoming an obligation so on a loosely related note um anchor the uh the platform that we publish our podcast through oh, has yeah. a new metric for uh, and I'm not I've not really been paying close attention to the metrics for the podcast, but this is actually an interesting one because um, they they've introduced it. And I didn't know this was a thing. Did you know that people on Spotify can follow your podcast the same way that they would follow a uh, like a YouTube channel or a, or a Twitch channel or something like that? Uh, no, I mean, no, I don't think I, I don't even have a Spotify account. <laughs> To be honest, I only have one to like. I only have one to publish this podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the retro breakdown, by the way, everyone. Um, the retro part is very true at the moment. Mm-hmm. Feeling pretty retro at the moment, not knowing how Spotify works. <laughs> I, the only time I've used Spotify is like, oh, cool, what's this? Oh, the song is there. Oh, make an account. Eh, I don't feel yeah, like it. I actually, <laughs> I actually had the exact same experience. Uh, I was looking for for no particular reason that I can talk about outside of uh, 
a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, I was looking for music from the soundtrack of the FF7 remake. And it's all on Spotify. And I was like, I don't want to sign into Spotify to listen to this. Is there anywhere else I can find it? <laughs> and it turned out there was not. So I just had to open up Spotify. Yeah, you didn't remember what like, my account information was. I feel like it's on Amazon Music. But if you don't have Amazon Music, that's not helpful. Yeah, exactly. Same same issue. Yep. Yep. I have, I have Amazon Music because I got locked into like a, a $5 a month thing like as a student because i was like i'm gonna cancel because i don't really use this anymore They're like well what if we gave it to you for five dollars forever and i was like all right <laughs> like i'll i guess that works i mean that would just be for me that would just be five dollars a month that i would be giving away for nothing well yeah but i use it so like when so, i drive yeah, if you stuff. use it totally worth it for me like i i would just pay for it and be like oh yeah i guess i have that no, I, I use it quite a bit for if I'm in the car, that's what I'll listen to because mm. I don't like talk radio. So I'd rather just throw on. I mean, sometimes I'm in the mood for, you know, real, like, well, quote unquote, real music. Um, sure. But sometimes I just want to put on a playlist. And I've been listening to like the soundtracks of all the Final Fantasy games the last two months whenever I've been driving. And that's fun. You just hop in your car and press play. And that's nice. It is, of course. <laughs> Of course, what kind of monster would put on something like, I don't know, a podcast <laughs> in the car? I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the, the irony is that I've never listened to a podcast in, in my entire life. <laughs> like, not even like a few minutes of one? Well, of just course, in passing? Sure, by accident. But I've never seeked oh, it out. Yeah, um, understandable. Like, my, my mom sent me a few that she's like, hey, check this out. It's interesting. I'm like, okay. Then it's like an hour long. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I, it makes me laugh because ours were five hours. <laughs> I, don't even I was going to say, you heard it here first. An hour is too long for a podcast. Our WarioWare podcast last week, which was like 58 minutes. No. Nah. Too much. <laughs> hey, to be fair, that's sub an hour, okay? <laughs> it is. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but still, like, sub one hour, but still more than, like, 90% of podcasts. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, um, the metrics on uh, Anchor that they usually show is, like, total number of total number of plays on all of our podcasts, uh, average number of plays per episode... Um, and then they actually started showing me the number of people who follow the retro breakdown on Spotify. Okay, cool. Um, throw a number out what you think that number is. I don't know, like maybe 20 or something. It is 98. 98? 98 Spotify followers of the retro breakdown on, on Spotify specifically. On Spotify? We, we publish on... <laughs> We're on other platforms. Well, you know, they're just, they're lucky. 98 people have found the greatest podcast ever. That's right. So, they're just, the lucky ones. You know, you know what's, what's funny? So one of the, one of the courses that I teach, we do this. Well, it doesn't really matter what happens, but there's this part now where the, um, a group, each group has like a, a moment where they're putting together a plan for something that happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, and one one team and we're like I'm monitoring it with a with a my other uh, the the person I teach with the other professor and mm -hmm. they 
they sort of put together this plan of action for this like company CEO, blah, blah, blah. And one of the group yesterday for, for the first time I was like, oh, yeah, they'll have a podcast for this. And one other person on the team was like, they got a podcast? And they're like, yeah, why not? It seems good to get people out there. It's like everyone has a podcast these days. Just anybody can have it, right? And it was because they're just having some – they were just joking back and forth. It's like a stressful situation because we yeah, have yeah. everything time crunch. But it made me start laughing like, yeah, everyone does have a podcast. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I, it's, it's, what, it's something we've joked about before, like two – Two, like, 30-something white guys talking about video games on a podcast is, like, the most typical thing for this, like, entire decade of content. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to talk about video games. What? (laughs) It's like, it's like, you remember how there was that whole wave of YouTube creators that all just emulated the angry video game nerd? I, I I would imagine. Okay. This is so your answer is no, but I know that that happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> even the angry video game nerd I've I've only watched a little bit of, but I know who they are. But I yeah. am not surprised that people would emulate him because he's one of the most most successful YouTube people out there. Right. It's like it was the it was a formula. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like, created this formula of, like, video game commentary and became really popular doing that. And then everyone was like, I want to do that. And, yeah. I mean, realistically, this podcast is just that for Castle Super Beast, which is the, the podcast that I listened to for oh, a right. long time mm-hmm. and sort of emulated the format after, which is why this podcast used to be three to four hours long, because that's how long theirs is. And I thought that was normal. <laughs> yeah, I remember we had a couple of conversations in the beginning. I was like, is this, are we talking too much? You're like, it's fine. This, this, the podcast that I like is that long. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still too much, but at this point it's like, we have a particular format where the podcast is just about us shooting the breeze for an hour or two. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we pretend that it's about uh, talking about a specific video game or something, but mostly it's just us chatting. And th- if we and don't then... have a lot to say about the video game, we will talk about it for 10 minutes and then drift off to whatever else we're thinking about. <laughs> I mean, I I, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, I, I, my mind right now is 100% in theater rhythm. <laughs> Mine is 100% in Hi-Fi Rush, which is funny because that means we're both really into rhythm games right now. Yeah, dude, it's, I was, I'm so glad I decided to play because I remember I was kind of bummed that it wasn't going to have the touchscreen controls, mm. but it feels great to play. Really, it, it's, it's so much fun. And I've been like messing around building different teams and trying to do, because you know, you get, you get abilities and stuff too. Uh, so, you know, you, you have the characters and then they have abilities and then they can combo together and do fun stuff. So it's, it's been, I don't know, it's been a pleasure listening to some of my favorite music and making Final Fantasy teams and being like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you could do this. And then, cause there's been a few times this week where it's like, oh, I'm just going to play one or two songs and then two or three hours go by. I'm like, what the hell happened? How did, <laughs> how did I, how did two or three songs go to that long? Cause it's weird when it's broken down into, you know, one and a half to three minute songs and then it, you play for two hours and when you said you're just going to play one or two when where or if it's like a normal game you're like oh i just want to do one more thing and then hours disappear kind of makes sense but there's yeah. clear breaks mm-hmm. <laughs> in a rhythm game mm-hmm. and so for have that much time go by you're like huh 
uh, I must really be into it at the moment. <laughs> That's kind of, um, you know, I'm just going to play like one or two things. I'm just yeah. going to do one or two things. And then like you lose an hour or two. That's kind of the experience I'm having with Marvel Snap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm still playing that. Uh, the last time we talked about it, I just kind of started. Yeah, I wanted to know how once once you got really into it, if it still felt good. It's still fun. Um, I am starting. Last time you were like, okay, so where do they start getting exploitative? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. And there's there's I I'm I can clearly see it now. Ah, um, okay. It's. It's very good about easing you in and you can still have fun. I've, I've obviously not spent any money. Um, <laughs> and that is a viable strategy to have lots of fun as long as you don't care about being super, super competitive. Right. Yeah. You're um, going gonna to lose a bunch of matches just by the sheer dollar amount spent. Yeah. And that's I, I'm starting to feel that. And it's not that it's not that the people who are spending money can like have better or more card well they do have more cards it's not that they have better cards because everyone has access to the same cards it's just that with when you pay in you have more control over which cards you get and so can therefore build build decks with particular cards that work really really well together yeah th th you're you're getting meta yeah Yes, and exactly. It, they, they can get to the meta state faster. Exactly. Without, without yes. RNG. Yep. Okay. And I've, I've started to see that point. Uh, the other sort of like slow drip, because that's the other thing too, right? There's the there's the aspect of monetization, which is like get you to meta state, get you to like these high, these high level builds faster because you can just go out and be like, yep. You just go shopping. You're like, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. <laughs> instead of waiting for them to drop. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the other aspect is that one of the ways that you rank up and you get those things is via um, your collection level. I told you you have like energy and then boosters for a particular card. And you use those to like increase the sort of like fidelity of each card. Yeah. So like they, you know, they go 3D, then the, you know, the logo starts to pop and you get like this sort of shiny animated sort of border and yeah, then punching out of the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can sort of you can sort of get it up to max level and then it becomes this like sort of hollow foil background and so on and so forth. Right. So none of that changes the value of the card. It does the same thing. It doesn't change anything about it other than the look. But it does increase your collection level at each at each stage that you upgrade it, which then pulls you up this sort of like pulls you up this sort of like fundraising thermometer style ranking mm. where you keep going up this bar and you get more you get more energy or you get new cars or you get new variants for the cards and so on and so forth. Um so the bottleneck I've come to find is the energy for upgrading your cards, which you can only get by completing like daily missions. Yeah. And stuff like that or buying it. So basically, I'm at a point now that I've been playing for a month or so that I can essentially upgrade like 
four or five cards a day. Okay. Okay. Depending on the level of the upgrade, because like each upgrade costs more than the previous one. Well, of course. Right. So, yeah, I can do like a few of those a day. Um, They do like they do drop them like I can basically pop into the game probably three or four times a day and have new things to do, which is nice. I mean, that is that's that's pretty good. Is it? It's because it's not just a daily. They kind of drop them like every six hours or so, and then they just kind of sit there until you do them. Uh, All right. So it does actually give you incentive to just kind of pop in at different times of the day, which is nice. But it's still very limited how much of that you can get and so how far you can go. And sometimes if you're just playing for a long time in one stretch, you can play as much as you want and you'll gain like sort of like season pass ranking which if you haven't actually paid for the battle pass, because that's also a thing, you're only getting like one in three of those rewards or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't really mean that much. Um, but yeah, like those are those are the walls. And I'm I'm losing a lot more than I was before because I've reached up into that into that echelon where like you the, need the, the meta to, to win. Yeah, the deck that I've cobbled together to win up to, you know, rank 70 is out of a hundred, I'll have you know, like starting from one. Mm-hmm. Started from the bottom. Now I made it three thirds or two thirds. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I think it, like it goes like iron, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, and that I think I'm in vibranium tier now. Nice, or something like that. Um, is, is like adamantium I, the top. I think it is. Uh, I think it's infinity is well, the is the top that's a, tier. That's a nonsense top tier. It really is. <laughs> that's just total nonsense. <laughs> well, I mean, if you like realistically, if you I go see. up to like if you go all the way up to 100. Yeah. Right. Because 100 is infinity, which is doesn't make sense. But it's like if it's <laughs> like that's the highest we have a ranking for. And then you can just, you know, you just stay up there because it's oh, infinite. Then I guess it's infinity. Yeah. I, OK. I think it's just funny because it's a hundred infinity. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like infinity is a hundred. It's like, wow, it's not even that high, actually. Well, I guess infinity stones. Is, is that a type of stone, technically? Yes. In the Marvel Universe? Like infinity is a is a is like a material. Well, I mean, the like, I don't know enough about the Marvel Universe. I really don't know. Yeah, it's a whole Thanos thing. Like Thanos was collecting the Infinity Stones. Yeah, no, I know, th- I know that much. I just didn't know if if Infinity is like the if it's the of name adamantium. of an actual material like right. vibranium. Right, 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 right. Like if, is is oh maybe hey maybe someone can answer that question. I mean maybe they can. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that it's um, I'm pretty sure that that's more or less the case. It would make sense. Um, there's a there's a lot of reference to Infinity in the in the game just because it's almost like that was the one of the most popular yeah uh series of movies of like infinity time. war was like one of the most popular movies of all time yeah uh-huh. <laughs> i've started running into thanos decks where people are just playing the infinity stones <laughs> and they all have like different they're all relatively weak but they all have like particular powers that like sort of affect the location that they're in or some of the cards or the like you know increase or decrease the amount of the amount of uh power for cards at this location or whatever yeah 
And they throw them all down there, and then at the end, they throw down Thanos, and it's like, if you've played all six Infinity Stones, Thanos has, like, plus 15 power or some shit. <laughs> so he do just you, comes down and just blows up the board. Do, do, you, do you have that moment now where you're at the, since you're playing a lot of the meta decks, where, you, where the game starts and you see their first card and you're like, oi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can, uh, you know what is the weirdest thing? Hmm. Yes, the answer is yes. You can absolutely see their first play or two and you're like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> but you know what I actually see the most often what? that is the most scary? What? Marvel Snap is a six turn game, except there are some modifiers that come up very rarely where it can be shortened to like four, four turns or lengthened to like seven turns. But generally it's six turns, right? Sure. Um... If I start playing against someone and they play literally nothing at all for their first two turns, <laughs> literally no movement. So I totally have the advantage by throwing cards out where they can't. Yeah. On turn three, I'm like, I'm going to lose. Because <laughs> that's that seems to be the thing. I don't know what's happening or why it's built that way. I, I have to assume they just forego most of their one and two card um one one most of their one and two cost cards cards so they just could jump right to the the big boys yeah they just start building from three from like three to six power cards because that's just how that's just how it plays out but like if i'm playing someone and they don't play anything for the first two turns i'm like this doesn't look good yeah yeah I, i'm I scared I bet if we Googled the the top net decks, we did a little net decking, we, we would we would have an explanation for why. But it's more fun just to be like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there is a uh, there's very limited interaction between uh, between players. There's like five emotes, most of which are like either most of which are either positive or are like arguably self-deprecating. Yeah, that is kind of it's, I think that's 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 basically the Hearthstone yeah. Um, format. But there is a and then there's like eight specific lines, most of which are like high or good game. But then there's one that's like, what just happened? <laughs> and I don't use it that often, but like every once in a while when I'm like I'm leading in all three in all three locations and then they play like eight cards on their final turn and I lose all the locations by 30 each. You're like, huh? I'm like, huh? Huh? Buh. <laughs> like, what? what is happening? <laughs> and I'm not like the thing is, I'm at the point they do a really good job of like kind of spotlighting cards you haven't seen before, which is really nice. If someone puts something down and you're like, what the hell is that? It'll actually do a whole thing where it pops up in front of you and is like, hey, you've never seen this before. Here's what this card is and here's what it does. <laughs> so you can like read the description and everything. That is nice. That is really nice. Uh, that's not happening to me anymore because I've played enough where I've seen all the cards. Now I'm just being like blown away by the way some of those cards can interact with each other. Yeah, that's that's the magic of building decks in card games, right? Yeah. So I've basically been running the same, like, I've been running, like, the two same decks since I started. And just today I was like, okay, what do I have? I've unlocked a lot of cards, but I've not really incorporated a lot of them. So what can I cobble together with what I have here? Because this is not working anymore. 
this is like this i can't now can't can't roll with this anymore <laughs> do you do you feel excited about what you've created i mean there are there are no, particular no, things that i've picked out as there's particular things that i've picked out as like really good metas yeah that i'm not going to be able to replicate because i don't have the cards but they have given me an idea of like how certain mechanics work and how certain things can be exploited so I am kind of I am kind of excited to look into what I have and see how I can, you know, sort of create my own version of that. OK, which, again, if this were a game where your decks were 30 or 60 deep, I would not bother. I would not care. I don't have the time for that. But because the deck is 12, every single card in it is very, very deliberate and I can much more easily see the interplay between like okay this works with this this and this and i can kind of see like the chain of of like causality between what happens if you play these four or five cards in this order and be relatively um be relatively like assured that i will be able to draw those cards to do those plays relatively often I mean, you that's, know? The, that's the the beauty behind it. it. It was funny when you said that each card is deliberate. I heard a voice of one of my friends who's big into magic who would be like, um, I painstakingly pick out my 60 cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I know what you're saying, that it's actually approachable when it's 12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think it, when you said that, it I so you had recommended me to play it. I had another good friend recommend me to play it, and I I downloaded it and went to go play it. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to play a card battling game. But... It was the closest I've been to playing a card battling game in forever, and it's because the the format of deck building seems genuinely fun. It it real. I've never. I've played a little bit of Hearthstone. I've played a little bit of Magic. I never got past the point where I just put every single card that seems good into my deck until it bloats to like being useless. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is like. Having such a small, limited deck in Snap makes it so much easier to be like, okay, cool. You have you have 12 cards. In a typical game, you will draw nine of them. Right. So, basically, every card does something. Every game. Just yeah, I mean, about. It's, it's, it's essentially why I really liked playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm. Is, is that I really loved the small maps. Yeah, and yeah. the limited the limited things you could do you were limited by a lot so it made the game more enjoyable for me um and then it became less enjoyable when i realized i couldn't get a bunch of this stuff without either grinding for a long time or like not a bunch of not like a make specific move sets and stuff it, it became less fun for me to play with it but yeah. for a long time that was awesome just to mess around when i when i started playing it again last year because mm-hmm. of the the limit like having Having the limited or having a, a limited um, <clears throat> like rule set or moveset can actually cre- add, add a lot of creativity. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Like limitation limitations mean creativity, right? If you yeah. have all of the options in the world, then I, I mean, that can spur creativity. Because then you can just do whatever is in your in, is in your head, I guess. But like, I think that putting some restrictions and some limitations on what you have available to you causes you to get more creative 
to sort of like get the outcome that you want while sort of weaving around these these limitations. Yeah, it's it's funny. Sometimes it's it feels like a hindrance and it feels mm-hmm. really frustrating when there's when there's a limitation or something in your way. And other times it's like this exciting barrier you get to work around. I, I don't yeah. know why that happens, but well, video games uh, are all games in general are all about like having an obstacle and overcoming that obstacle, right? True. So, like, if you put those obstacles in more interesting places, then like it becomes space. more interesting to get around. <laughs> like space, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, then uh, then that becomes more uh, a more interesting way to go about that. Speaking of space, uh, yeah. there is one card that I really, really, really want to figure out how to build around. Um, and that is Galactus. Ooh. Ooh, Galactus is such a cool character. Galactus has the most wild power of anything that I have seen in the game. Because it is it is a six cost card. So generally speaking, uh, there's be, ways to get like more beast. energy or to reduce the cost of cards. But generally, <clears throat> you're playing it on the last turn, right? Sure. It has two power. Which is very low. Like there are one there. Most one cost cards have two power. (laughs) However, the the innate ability of Galactus is if play this in a in a location where you don't have any other cards. If you play this in a location where there are not any other cards, it will destroy all other locations. Yes, that sounds awesome. (laughs) That so fun. there is so and it plays out this whole huge animation where Galactus just like raises a hand and destroys the earth or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. I, the, the animations sound cool. Yeah, that one is like that one is the most like off the rails because <laughs> I, I can't think of any other cards that like they all have like little shiny things like Spider-Man comes out and he fires a web at the other side, which blocks you from playing cards. And, yeah, there's a little stuff that comes out that is just on the playing field. Mm-hmm. Like Galactus comes out and plays a Dragon Ball Z cutscene. <laughs> like it's a it's a huge, big thing. And like I have had it used against me before in some really interesting ways and I just don't have the cards to put that together yet, but boy, it is super fun. Like I had it used against me and when someone hits you with something in a, in a card game, there's like, there's these whole stages you go through where it's like, a, what just happened? B. Oh, I think I know how that works. C damn. That was really annoying. (laughs) I can't believe that worked out like that. D how can I do it? Right, yeah, the, the how can I do it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want that. Yeah. And it's like every time something comes out, it's like, God, that's really annoying. God, I hate that. Like, I hate getting hit by that. It's like, that means I should be doing it. I, you know, it's funny. In, in Hearthstone, the, the first season, I had created a, a Murloc deck before it became like a big um like a big meta trend uh-huh. and now mine was not nearly as efficient as what the the actual meta murloc sure they become. never are when you're when you're just doing it for fun 
Yeah, because I just kind of dumped all the Morlocks in the deck and called it a day. But it was it was really good, and I was climbing the ranks, and I, I knew people were getting frustrated because they would just start spamming the okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There is, yeah. <laughs> I, like, for as few multiplayer or, like, like, PvP games as I play... I do recognize what the like, <laughs> I can only show my displeasure in so many ways, right. <laughs> but like there are particular messages that get spammed where it's like, I'm getting annoyed with this and okay is absolutely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it shows up a ton in Rocket League. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, speaking of, um, I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I want to just touch on this really, really quickly. Speaking of, like, me rarely getting into multiplayer games, sad news, Rumbleverse is shutting down. Holy crap, it was like a year ago. It was like six months. Oh, it was only six. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it just, I guess it just didn't, it just Nobody didn't latch cared. on. And Epic, and it's infinite dollars... Is like, oh, like it's not worth it's not worth yeah. hosting this game we already created. <laughs> yeah, I, it's sad. When is it? Shut, when is it shutting down? Man, it may have already done so. Mm, I think really? it was supposed to be in February sometime, and since this Holy podcast crap. is coming out on the twenty eighth, um, presumably it will be by now, if not earlier. Huh. That's that's got to be one of the fastest, you know. It's up there as one of the faster shutdowns of an online service like that. I mean, it's it's in there with like like radical heights and stuff oh, yeah, like guess, that. Like, okay, there's going to be some that are way. That's true. There's going to be a bunch that I've never even heard of. Probably. <laughs> oh, radical heights was only notable because it was like Cliff Blazinski's last game before he was like, I'm not going to make video games anymore. Um... But it was it was a like nakedly blatantly uh just cynical attempt to be like hey look we did a fortnight oh yikes like everything about it was terrible the monetization was ugly the <laughs> you know it didn't look good it didn't play good it was just like it was just kind of farted out there as a uh, as like a copycat game it sounds it's like, like a Cliffy B. Uh, Cliffy B had like it was like the end of him having any sort of like any sort of goodwill or reputation at all. I, I mean, I mean, the, the title is Welcome to Radical Heights, a free X dash stream early access battle royale shooter. <laughs> yeah, that is that is just a like it's like it's like a fan project of what they could do. But no, it's 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 someone that used to matter. <laughs> Yep, it's sad. So it's it's like in that, like for as long as it actually survived, it's unfortunately thrown in with a bunch of like cheap cash in projects, despite it being like a legitimately cool and unique concept. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now that being said, I really, really liked it. But even I myself have not played it in like months. So I I assume there's probably something to that where they just had a difficult time um, retaining players. Sure. Um, but it's still sad because I liked it and I thought it was a genuinely refreshing take on on Battle Royale games that I 
appreciated because it it removes the one thing that I that I always had the most difficult time with in in a uh, battle royale shooter, which is I walked out of a building and now I'm dead and I don't know why. <laughs> I, it's kind of shooters in general, right? Like uh-huh. I rounded a corner and then died instantly and I don't know what happened. You, you know, it's the worst feeling when you're playing a game like that and that's what and that's how you die. And mm-hmm. you, or especially even <laughs> then they have like the, the replay and you're like, oh, okay. I guess he was over there then. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, hey, speaking of, of Cliffy B things. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I heard that there's a Gears of War movie or show finally coming out. I want to say it's been in the work for something like 17 years. <laughs> that probably. That I, sounds I think, right. I think I I think I remember seeing that it was in production or picked up probably by Netflix. Um, and that's going to be coming out soon. You know, if you, if you need a Gears of War fix. Not that I've ever played. No, that's not true. <laughs> I did play Gears of War. I, I played a multiplayer match or two of the original one because i i heard that you know you could chainsaw people or do like the cool like what's the soul from akira you know the the um the 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 cannon or like the ray beam in space or whatever that comes pulsing down there or something like that i want to say in in the first gears of war that took a long time but when and you had to like time it and plan it and everything but that was kind of cool i I played about three matches of the multiplayer beta of gears of war four because i was asked to as a writing project for a you know a pop culture site that i was writing for for free when i came back from korea in 2016 that no longer exists well all right that is the full extent of my gears of war knowledge (laughs) This is surprising to nobody for both of us on this one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, OK, let me let me let me put it to you this way. Right. I don't expect whatever they're going to fart out for a Gears of War live action series or movie or whatever it's going to be. I don't expect it to be as good as The Last of Us. And I don't care even slightly about watching The Last of Us. <laughs> But everyone yeah. says it's really good, and I believe them. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed. I watching completely it. trust that it is. I mean, you don't like shows and movies though, like that, really. I mean, that's true. So, it and I really honestly matter. think that like adaptations of video game stories are generally a waste of time. Wow, going to the waste of time. I, I just I don't understand. Like, you have a you have a format that has unique storytelling mechanics. Right. There, there are unique ways to deliver this story and you're going to boil all that back to a, you know, in a non-interactable static, you know, two to ten hours of uh, of just like straight. I, the only way it works is for something like The Last of Us, which basically was shot like a movie in the first place and doesn't yeah. actually take advantage of the unique mechanics that a that a video game has for letting you convey aspects of your story yeah i I think it's i think it's there's a lot of what you're saying makes sense in clicks but then i think about all the people that might just want to see it and not play it oh yeah totally or they just want to be part of the 
Like they're like, oh cool, this is neat and it's working out well. I don't know. And so then they get to be like part of the last of us kind of a thing. Or maybe like someone that never cared about video games likes watching shows and then they're like, oh, I want to go play a video game now. Yeah, no, you're okay. You are 100% correct. And so I need to amend my previous statement with two very important words. Oh, okay. Um, Live action or live action or I will say even animated adaptations of video game stories. Yeah. Are a waste of time for me. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's those fair. are those are the very two important words. Not for everybody. Enjoy what you enjoy. I'm sure The Last of Us is good. I bet the Mario movie is going to be very fun. Like that's whatever you want. You know, I there's a I know of at least one friend who thought the Prince of Persia movie was really good. Give me the dagger. <laughs> he almost made me spit take my water. Uh, I have not seen that movie. <laughs> I was um I was forced to watch it. I I should watch it. I really should because I've seen I think every video game adaptation almost. I haven't seen Monster Hunter and I haven't seen I Prince forgot that movie existed. <laughs> yeah, me too until just now. Wow. <laughs> They really made that. That actually happened. Yeah, it happened. Sure the hell did. And it Whew. looked really stupid. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go to space? Yeah, let's go to space. Hey, so I played this like eight days ago and remember not very much about it already. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I remember it, but like, it's not it's I wouldn't say it's fresh. Partially okay. because it's relatively short and I went through it pretty quick. It is. It but, is a short game. But it, as it should be like it's it, it being short is actually like to its benefit, I think. But I do have to say. This was like the first instance of Wario, right? Uh, I, I This was like his introduction as a character, I think. It might have been. I You know, I don't you know. That's a great question. I don't know. I feel like it is. I, I kind of got to look see. it up. Wario's first appearance. I was just wondering if he had been in something stupid before. Nope. Um, or if this was it. Nope, this is it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, boy, his face is messed up. Oh, man, he looks so weird. He I was, is I was, so weird. I'm so glad they, like, redesigned him. I was, I was going to show you, this is from the manual. <laughs> He just yeah, looks... no, that's what he looks like. Yep. I mean, that's okay. Honestly, that's actually closer to his modern design than what you actually see in the fair, game. Fair, fair. <laughs> like th that actually does look like Wario. He's just got kind of like a weird like cockeye thing going on. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, that's like that's way different than the weird head mutant. <laughs> that we see at the end of at the end of Mario Land 2. <laughs> I love that this game establishes that Wario and Mario have apparently been feuding over castles since childhood mm -hmm. um, in the lore and also that Mario has a castle <laughs> in yeah. uh, I mean, in, in Daisy's Land. <laughs> what, oh. what was it? Sara Sarasaland or something? So, yeah, Sarasaland, I think. Sarasaland, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is like the... 
Because that's where I, uh, that's where the whole Mario Land One canon takes yeah. place, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're going to her kingdom, and this is back there. So it kind kingdom. of makes sense that he would like. What does that make him like a duke then? Because he like <laughs> owns property. Yeah, I is mean, that's how that works. Is Mario the king? I mean, you don't have castle? to be a king. Like, if we're talking about like True, medieval fair. feudalism, okay, okay. you don't have to be a king to own a castle, but you do have to be like a high-ranking lord. You have to right? be some kind of lord. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it is he is it Duke? Is it Duke Mario, <laughs> Duke of Sarasaland? It might be. Like, I I had never thought about that until this time because I I'd never even thought about Mario. Oh yeah, Mario has a, a castle. He's like he spends a lot of time in castles, but it's always Peach's castle or Bowser's castle, and they're I, both royalty in their own right. So I hope they bring back this lore for a future Mario game. Give us some Daisy. Forget about Peach for a while, or Let, at least do something with Peach. You know what? Like as long as we're talking about like royalty and and lordship and succession. Where where is King and Queen Peach? When does when does like when does uh, when does Peach ascend to the throne and become Queen Peach? Um, I don't. I'm not really sure. I mean, how does she even exist? Her entire kingdom are all mushroom people, and then she's a person, right? And I don't. I don't know where she came from. Like, is she just like a genetically created person from the Toads? I hate that, but maybe. I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't don't have know. parents. That's what I'm saying. We don't know anything about her parents. We know about like the old like Toad, like what? Oh God, what's his name? Toad Toadsworth. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like the the sort of like chancellor or retainer or whatever. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. It's always like watching over her. Right. But it's like at this point. Princess Peach has been a princess for 35 years, and at certain at a certain point, you'd think that, like, mm -mm. with us never seeing the actual king and queen, maybe she has a coronation at some point. I don't I don't know. That would be cool. Queen Peach. Right? Like, why not? Because then, then she ages. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true, and Japan can't have that. <laughs> None of the characters age, okay? <laughs> that's true, that's true. Although... I would love, I would love that at some point we have just Grandpa Mario. Like nothing else has changed. He just looks like an old man now. No, but oh. the characters have to change if Mario and Wario have been feuding over over property since childhood, because that implies that they were children at some point. Well, it's written, but maybe it doesn't mean. Also, which which lore of Mario is this? Did Mario transport here? Somehow, like, where would, where did Mario start? Is Mario land an isekai? Wait, Mario <laughs> itself is an isekai. That's what I'm trying to say. Did Mario double isekai since he was, since he's been a child? Because, <laughs> because are the worlds connected? Is, is Mario brothers connected to Mario land? Did he like, and if not, then like, is it, did he get isekai to Sarasa land from the mushroom kingdom isekai <laughs> or did he like go back to brooklyn and, and then, then get sucked into a different pipe that took him to the other like where's the right. origin point right and then and, and it also helps you know paint why luigi's terrified 
Because Mario's you know just that what? attitude. He's like chill. But Luigi's Luigi like, what being scared of everything is is understandable regardless of which reality we're dealing with. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's just a normal he basically just has a normal person's reaction to being sucked into this you know, of a, a new world. <laughs> and Mario's like, sweet, let's go jump on shit. Oh god. I just realized <laughs> that a lot of these questions will likely be answered by the movie i know i that is one thing i'm looking forward to i hope that they try to explain this if we get a if we get a mario timeline like a succinct origin story of mario from the mario movie that's pretty great (laughs) the mushroom kingdom historia i mean that exists i believe Probably. I think you can buy the Mario Encyclopedia, but I don't know if it has the timeline like Zelda does, where it's like, you know, the diverging paths and stuff. Yeah, no, that's that's what we need is like, where does where does everything (laughs) fall on the timeline and how is everything connected? (laughs) Show me a map. Show me a map of like the world's connecting somehow and his and and Mario's arc through time and space. Where is Sarasa land in 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 like relevance to the Mushroom Kingdom? Yeah, right. And where and then, and then where is all of, where is all of the stuff where uh, where uh, Mario RPG took place? Where's Rose Town? Yeah. Well, and then what is War like? Where is Wario building his game empire? Right. Yeah. What city he's, is he's this? He's here. He's part of this universe. What is going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, anyway, know. Mario Land Two is pretty good. Yeah. So, what did you think? <laughs> this was your first time. <laughs> It was your first time playing it. It was my first time. <laughs> it was my first time playing it. Um, so, and obviously, like, it's not quite the authentic experience playing it on the uh, the Switch emulator. Although the Switch Game Boy emulator seems really good, actually. Yeah, I had, um, I, I didn't have any super bad super impressed that you can play in like the original like yeah key green Game Boy yeah. version. <laughs> I love that. Or the uh, the pocket and uh, color versions. Yeah, they could have very easily skipped one of those, right? Uh-huh. It's understandable to have like the the color version and the yeah. non color version, but I'm really impressed that they had both original Game Boy versions with the like the pea green original Game Boy screen and also the pocket where it's more of like a, a grayscale. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. That's super cool. And I actually like I actually switched between all three while I was playing mm-hmm. um, just to see what they look like. Yeah, um, I'm really shocked at how much this feels like mechanically a Mario game. Yeah, that that was what I was feeling as I was playing it again, is that I wasn't sure if what my memory was going to like if it was going to be as fun as I remembered. It's like, oh, this has a lot of Mario stuff in it. Even I forgot the overworld even existed in the way that it does. Yeah, where you like walk from planet or uh, level to level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I um because I have played Mario Land one, mm-hmm. and Mario Land one feels like a bizarre, like <laughs> side fan knockoff project. Uh-huh. <laughs> it feels yeah. like a bootleg. <laughs> yeah, of a almost, Mario game. it almost really does like gameplay wise it feels fine but like what you're seeing on screen I, is is very weird even mechanically it's a little it's like it's more slippery it doesn't oh, feel it. as like it doesn't feel quite as tight as a I traditional Mario yeah. game 
It's been I think so Mario Land 2 feels has tighter controls, hot take incoming, than Mario Brothers 3. Oh, dang. I mean, you, you do have a lot of control over where you're going and like your jumps and stuff like yeah. you never feel you never feel like it's loose when you're yeah. going to be making a jump not that there's now, a ton of tight jumps in mario land there's 2. there's not um don't confuse that as me saying that mario land 2 is a better overall game than mario 3 because i don't think that's true yeah but i just no, mean I in terms of like you controlling the character it's so tight and responsive like to almost to the point where it's like i didn't know a game boy game could do this mm-hmm. um it really does feel like a not only like a real Mario game, but like a relatively modern one. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah, in every way, except like, boy, this is the easiest game. It's it's not it's not difficult. <laughs> it's like, let me let me show you. I don't know if I sent you this, but um, I, I'll, I'll look it up real quick because I was like, I'm going through it and I'm like, man. You know, they said this was an easy Mario game, and I'm playing the first few things like it is it's pretty easy, but it's not that bad. And then like a particular thing happened and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Let me let me send you this. Uh, <laughs> send you this image. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, this might be the easiest Mario game. <laughs> what do you mean? The files are too powerful. It's already in discord. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like this image, I'm trying to copy this image from Discord into Discord, and it's like, no, that's too big. But the <laughs> image, why is the image is too large? It's like it's already in just already a different place. <laughs> so you have to like save it to your computer and then dump it in. <sighs> just do like a screenshot, you know? Like I'm the gonna shift do a windows, screenshot. It's not windows worth asset. all this. It was just. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, it's not worth it for it's sure. It's super not worth all this. <laughs> it was just supposed to be a quick thing I could drop in. <laughs> well, I could have easily just explained it to you. Until next time. Oh, yeah, yeah, the 99 ups. <laughs> yeah. You actually got the 99. I love it. Like, I didn't even try. I didn't even, like, rewind or anything. I was just like, I went into this, like, coin hut, and I was like, hey, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to save up. 999 coins because I'm not using them for anything else. Yeah, I and mean, that's what they're for is definitely just to buying life. Which I guess makes sense because coins. True. Yeah. But then I go in and I'm like, hey, what is this? And it's like, okay, it's some kind of slot machine. And then I just hit the button and it goes to 99 up and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. It's not actually possible to lose. <laughs> yeah, no, there you, you, uh, well, and the game saves and stuff anyways. Mm-hmm. So even if you were to lose all of your one ups, it's fine. Yeah. No, I mean, like I, I, I blew through it pretty quickly and was not. Um, it's actually a lot of times when a platformer is really easy, it becomes boring. Mm-hmm. And honestly, to this game's credit, I would say uh, it is easy, but like it's genuinely uh, some of the stuff they do, like the it's generally genuinely interesting to see each stage and their sort of like unique mechanics. Yeah, I mean, I I my, as a kid and what always stuck with me was Space Zone. Yeah, I loved that stage so much. I thought it was super cool. Space Zone is like, let's be real. That's basically just like how you could have done 
a water stage that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it feels like it's like the sort of like anti-grav. It feels like a water stage, but like it's actually really fun to traverse. It's so cool. I don't know why. I think it's and, and Mario in his little space suit. Yeah. Is is is, is adorable. <laughs> it's great. I, I love it. Well, and, and I love I love that this one has Bunny Mario. I was just going to say, speaking of adorable, like freaking Bunny Mario needs to make a comeback. Absolutely. Why is that not like we've gotten like Bumblebee Bar- Mario and Spring Mario, but we can't <laughs> get Bunny Mario. Mario back. Come on. I, I, I we need a we need a, a you know, all, all, all game series are doing like a big multiversal thing right now, right? Like Final Fantasy Seven's even doing it. We, we need something with Mario where it's just Mario traversing Mario. <laughs> he, we get we get to see everything again. Mario in, in, Generations. <laughs> we need some Mario generations. I would, I would, yo. Like okay, so looking Mario's at Sonic Generations together. where it's like 2D Sonic and 3D Sonic. Yeah. Like going like, through they, like 2D and 3D versions of these stages together. Yeah. I would play the hell out of that in a Mario. Yeah, it would be so cool. And they could even reimagine old stages in, in the opposite variants. Yeah, stuff, exactly. Like, like reimagining a 64 stage in a 2D world or whatever. Like, that would be super fun. Reimagining 1-1 in 3D. Uh-huh, yeah. Which yeah. doesn't really work because, like, 1-1 is, you know, there's a whole... There's endless amounts of content and videos analyzing the design of 1-1 and how it teaches you all the mechanics. And so, like, I think that's probably too ingrained for you to really be able to do it in 3D. Well, that would be the kind of the fun of it, though, is that you would expect, especially if it started off as 2D and then it became 3D somehow. And you're like, oh, God, what now? So yeah, then yeah. you feel like it's a like you kind of have that feeling of um, playing it for the first time again, which would be pretty cool. For, yeah, that for is true. That is true. One one Mario, you know, like as uh, you're jumping, it switches to 3D somehow. I don't yeah, know. I don't have the creativity to figure yeah, out how to do either. that. Me either. But it would be cool if someone did. Uh, side note, uh, Hi-Fi Rush actually does 2D to 3D transitions really well. Ah. Um, hey, you might be getting more of Hi-Fi Rush type stuff because the guy that created it, I believe, left Bethesda. Oh. The the dude that was, you know, he did like the, the Evil Within and then Hi-Fi oh, Rush. Oh, Shinji Mikami? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he So maybe he's going to be making his, you know, maybe he'll be doing a, his own company where he can make more stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, Bethesda and Tango Gameworks did, like, they did this. So, I mean, like, I actually said, well, I was, I finished it last night. Um, oh, nice. Um, I was watching the credits and I was like, if this is, like, indicative of the kind of stuff that Bethesda is going to greenlight under Xbox, under Microsoft. Yeah. Now that they, now that they're not under, um, uh, whoever it was, ZeniMax or oh, whatever. ZeniMax, yep. Um. Like if this is if this is what we have to look forward to, like this good is purchase. a good this is a good first step. Uh-huh. Like they yeah. have my attention. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's cool because you don't have to go buy an Xbox because they're going to put it on you know the Windows pl- platform, so you you'll always be able to yeah be a part of that, which is nice. But anyway, um, I mean I mean so to, to be honest, the, the game's fairly it's fairly simple. It's pretty straightforward. I think it's just awesome that it's a Game Boy game that had like this open world Mario feeling where you yeah. can kind of go from world to world or even stage to stage. And everything was memorable to me. Like when I got to now, 
if you had asked me what was in the game before playing it, I'd be like, oh, I don't know this, this, and this. But as I was playing it again, I was like, oh yeah, this is so cool. Oh, yeah, like yeah. The, like seeing the 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 what's it called, Pumpkin Land or something, um, the Spooky Zone. Mm-hmm. And and uh, did did you did you see that there was like secret exits to mo- every world has like some secret exits and stuff. Yeah. And that that changes the like it changes what's going on on the the screen like the zone screen, which is cool. Um, oh, I didn't actually notice that because I only really like I saw that there were some secret exits, but I just took them, so I didn't really see what the the regular exit would have done otherwise. Oh yeah, well the secret exits a lot of times just took you to like an extra spot, and then you'd have to go back and do the like the normal route any well sometimes you have to go back and do the normal route depending on which zone it is okay. some some zones you could bypass some zones you, it would like give you a different exit but i just i think it's cool that there's there's a lot in the game yes to play and it, it really is a good introduction to to side-scrolling mario because of the difficulty i feel like i don't know it's 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 it gives you a feel for that adventure of mario but it's not you know it's not overly difficult in in this era mm-hmm. you don't really have to worry about like oh man i really want to play a mario game but i'm not at home on my console <laughs> cuz like at this point you have no end to the number of like ports and i like even even in every era after the game boy like you had like mario 3 what is it super mario advance uh, 4. super mario advance 4 super mario brothers 3 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i believe is 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 the exact uh layout of that title so like every era after this you could just get a regular ass mario game and play it on the go but this was like i want to say the first instance of you being able to just like play Mario on not a TV. Well, yeah, it wasn't technically because you had Mario Land, but I'm saying that Mario Land it doesn't really count as a real Mario game. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Mm-hmm. This feels like a real Mario game. It feels like it could have just been on the NES. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between 100%. like Mario 2 and 3. I, and I think that's what. Or even between 3 and World. Yeah, because I think 100%. that's technically the time frame. When did it might have come out after World? Actually, this came out in ninety one, so I think so. Yeah, no, was I think 92? World would have been ninety in Japan. Oh, no, this least. was even after Mario World. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But you can kind of feel it, right? Like uh-huh. there's there's aspects of it that uh, even yeah, like it, the the moon being a three up. <laughs> yeah, right? it feels more Mario World than the NES Mario's. Yeah, it does actually. In in many ways. And so maybe that's what we were picking up on in terms of that that modern or like the tightness of the controls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like they really put a lot of effort into making it feel like Mario. Um I think that like the musically, it has like the theme of mario land 2 is really good and i think it's interesting that they basically the game basically has one song yeah the music's kind of i I don't there was nothing that was really memorable to me even playing it again even even the star music kind of sucks like most of the stages are just a variation on the same theme which Mm -hmm. i think is a clever way to you have like basically the theme 
of Mario Land 2. And for each stage, you're doing like a you're doing a variation of that, which is an interesting way to do a soundtrack. But ultimately, like, leaves me with like seven notes in my head. Yeah, I if if off the top of my head right now, I can't think of a song that I really liked. But I remember while playing it, it was like, oh, that's like I, I wasn't annoyed by the music, but it's yeah. definitely just background. It's fine. Yeah. I, I remember like I remember hearing it and being like, oh, this is like the same theme. But now it's like in a now it's like in three, four. And now it's kind of like in a minor key. So it sounds spooky. And like they, they change it up to to fit each particular like zone or theme or something, mm-hmm. which is cool. But not I mean, I think that's an interesting way to do the soundtrack, but probably not better than if they had just written new music. Yeah. But I respect it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's probably the weakest part of the game overall. Because usually Mario music's something that sticks in your head. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the boss of the space stage, to what is it, Tatanga, I think is what his name is. Oh, God, I don't remember even what any of the bosses look like because they all died in three seconds. <laughs> it's the one that, it's the one that, you know, it's, it's in a space ship and it flies around. I shot oh. it with fireballs and it died. Oh, okay. Um, but he's a he's in a Smash Brothers. Also, is that a trophy? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Is a trophy? I think is everything's in Smash Brothers is a trophy now. Yeah, but I love that. It's so fun. I think that's cool. Um, I believe he was in one other Mario game too, like one of those educational ones. But I don't know which one. Oh, yeah. It's either cool. Mario is missing or Mario's time machine. Hold on, I gotta look. I'm curious because that wasn't those. Those two. are those are the I two that I know of. and um, have played. Oh, okay. It's Super Mario Bros. and Friends. What? Colon, when I grow up, what the hell's this? Nope, it wasn't that one. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it was sure not that one. I knew it was a game that was not normal. Hold but up, what, what the, is this? What the, what the hell's, dude? What is? Hold on, hold. <laughs> Dude, did you? <laughs> did we just find our next game? I don't know. It's just isn't is this just a coloring book? Oh, the game is essentially a digital coloring book. So no, I guess not. It is an electric <laughs> crayon game game, and was published by Merit Software. Dude, the, the the picture of Peach and Mario doing. Doctor things to something. I, I have, don't know what that is. That is like an angry <laughs> trash bag. <laughs> There's one of King Koopa being mad about stonks. <laughs> Do you see it? Oh my god! Hold on, let me let me let me copy this. There you go. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just a it's just a meme photo. It is like I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna call that Bowser because that is clearly like King Koopa. Oh no, that it's is not like Bowser. cartoon King Koopa. Yes, yeah, it's definitely not Bowser. <laughs> um, yeah, literally just pointing to a like jagged line trending down at the uh, on the wall and <laughs> yelling at Mario and Luigi in a tie who appear to be listening to him. I think they're wearing suits just in they their cars, right? Like it's just. It's, it's, I mean, I didn't know Mario was a barber. What the hell are these photos? Well, what I understand like, the, okay, so the theme is when I grow up, right? 
Oh, yeah. So yeah. these are all like vocations that you can. There's all yeah. things that you can become when you grow up. True. But true. I love that the one like the one that is business executive is the villain pointing at the at the downtrending stonks on the wall and yelling <laughs> at someone. Here's what you can hope to be, Mario. A cog in the wheel. Very uh very Japanese. <laughs> hey, Mario can be a homemaker. That's nice. He's not very good at it. He doesn't seem to be particularly good at any of these things. I suppose that's true. Princess Peach is killing it. She's she's got a she's a future fashion designer in one of these. Yeah, let's go. I, I like the the when I grew up, it's Mario being a plumber and Luigi, and it just says help, and like someone's trapped <laughs> inside the pipe. <laughs> what? That's man. That's setting false expectations for what you can expect to do as a plumber. <laughs> But I mean, I guess so does the entirety of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, fair. Oh, armed forces pilot. That one's <laughs> unfortunate. This is this is fantastic. I'm really glad we. Um, I'm so glad we had so little to say about Mario Land Two that we just f stumbled upon this. Also, well, yeah. Shoutouts to uh, Princess Peach being the journalist. Talking to Mario about how he crashed his plane in this tree. <laughs> oh my god! What did what? He's just like, yeah, I don't know. He came out of nowhere. <laughs> I I like that the person with the camera is just a generic regular human. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. I like this one too. <laughs> Peach is a judge. There's okay. <laughs> There, <laughs> and and Bowser like, is on trial, but appears like to be in an armchair, and he's like a child too. He looks like a little kid somehow, and he's in like this really cozy ass armchair. When did this come out, and was it before or after Mario Paint? This is important. Uh, this came out in 1992. I don't remember exactly when Mario Paint oh, came man, out. I think that's the same year as Mario Paint. I feel like it's very close. Also 1992, so it's within months. Yeah. If it came out within the same time frame as Mario Paint, that might have something to do with why we've never heard about it. But it might also be because it's a it's on floppy disk for DOS. Yeah, it's probably that. And I wasn't really, you know, into uh, I didn't play that many computer games. <laughs> there's there's one where Luigi is a pharmacist. Oh, Mario, I think, is also a pharmacist, but it looks like he just wants to do drugs. <laughs> I mean, where is the lie? <laughs> like, Luigi's like, whoa, bro. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't eat that giant vitamin. Quote, unquote, <laughs> vitamin. <laughs> is it like, is it a giant vitamin or is he just like about to slap a giant sign that says vitamin on whatever? It could be. Yeah, maybe he's just really hyped up about it. I mean, this is like, OK, real talk. This sure is like pretty much what you would expect after Dr. Mario. This yeah. is this is what Dr. Mario is doing during Dr. Mario. True, true. Also, shout outs to the top right corner of every screen. <laughs> oops, oops, <laughs> oops. All of this feels like oops. <laughs> I, I got to say, I, I don't think this is what it's supposed to be, but the race car driver mechanic Sure looks like they want to roadkill this thing. 
And Luigi's like, hell yeah, there it is, run it over. Get him! <laughs> Doesn't it look like that? <laughs> and Mario's like, oh yeah! <laughs> I mean, it's very possible that they could be, like, Luigi could be spotting it out and Mario could be, like, avoiding him? Yeah, of course, of course. But I he's not couldn't... doing a good job of it. It just, I'm just, we're just creating our own world here, okay? <laughs> I mean, why uh, not? That's basically what Mario Land did. Wait a minute. So wait, wait, where's Tatanga? Because that's how we got here. It said Tatanga was in here, the spaceship guy, but I don't see the spaceship person anywhere. Unless we're missing I mean, some of the pages you can color. Listen. Oh, there he is. He's, he's in the astronaut one. As, I was going to say. Considering what space, stuff? I would say probably astronaut. That's the least strange one, except for the doll that's floating there also. Yeah, I don't um, know why that's there. That is actually, like, very not strange at all. Yeah, I mean, especially since there's Luigi as a veterinarian listening to <laughs> Raccoon Mario's heart. <laughs> Which is goofy, because then it's this, like, you're mixing the two worlds together. I mean, I suppose the cover is just Mario as a traffic cop. Okay, real so talk, the, look, the actual least weird one is Peach as a fashion designer. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. she's just sketching something on an easel and thinking about wearing, like, a rad-looking dress. Yeah, yeah. she's still just Princess Peach, actually, because yeah. she could just be, you know, hanging out in her study doing this. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's not, e that's not even, like, that one is not even, like, outside of the normal canon. That would no, just no, totally would be fit. a normal thing she would do. Yeah, that could happen. Even, even the... I would say the the Koopalings being a, a, a jazz troupe is fine as well. I could see Nintendo doing something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a new that's a spinoff game waiting to happen. Okay, the Mario Farmer one's kind of weird just because there's two mushrooms in the ground and then a toad standing next to them, excited like he was birthed out of the out of the farmland. <laughs> All right, I'm upset about this one because it has professional athlete. And, like, two out of the three of these things have happened, and I'm waiting on the third. <laughs> Mara's about to fucking... She is gonna Peach. truck. Oh, I feel bad for Princess Peach right now. Peach is trying to play a simple game of tennis and is about to get absolutely stiff-armed. Yeah. With the old-school helmets, too. Mm -hmm. Like, the leather ones. Yep. I, I, we, need, we need some Mario football. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I suppose that's almost kind of what the new soccer game is. The Strikers Battle League. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which all I can think of when I hear Mario Strikers Battle League is the the football team from Dragon Ball Z that briefly stopped Cell in his tracks. <laughs> <laughs> the random power level uh, fluctuation. In yeah, Dragon like Ball. here's these regular humans. In in football pads, spiky football pads, and like Cell just dashes right at them and tries to truck them over and can't. <laughs> yeah. So he has to go around. And then, of course, just like eats them all because that's what he does. But then yeah, but but like, I guess up. that was the establishment of like, oh, these are above average human power levels. So now he's that much stronger. But oh, it's like, yeah. how is he not just bowling pinning those people right now? No. Nope. Because then you wouldn't have this memory. And this memory is now with you forever. That's true. <laughs> no, you know, I, I think the I'm I'm just 
I was just so excited to play this game again, purely because it's a a fond memory as as from you know my childhood, and it's cool that you got to play it. Yeah, and what's what's I've heard good things about it for a long time, and I'm glad I finally actually got to see it myself. Yeah, because it's what what the truth is is that it's not like an amazing game. Clearly, I didn't even remember all the aspects of it. So if it was something that really made an impact in me, I, I would have remembered. Yeah, I'm sitting here me. trying to remember what all six of the stages are, and I'm like, I've got like four. Yeah, there's the there's like a tree. I don't I don't know. All that matters is a space zone, man. There's space tree. Zone. There's space. There's pumpkin, and there's Mario. Mario and then yeah, there's, there's two others that I don't remember. There's a, there's a water one, like whale or turtle. Oh, yeah, the turtle, because the tur- the snapping turtle comes out and eats you, and then you do stages. That's right, that's right. Yep. And then I think there's just the castle. Sure. Because you have to you have to beat up Wario and get your castle back. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's like the last stage. Hmm, true. Which one are we missing? Was that only five? That was only five. I don't remember what the other one is. Might have been, like, ice-related or something. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. I played it last week, and I've already forgotten half of what happened in it. Isn't there like a Hansel and Gretel house? (laughs) Sure. I think there's like a house or something. Yeah, I think there is like a, I think there is a house. I think we're missing the house stage. Is that like, uh, yeah, you know what? Because it's like the, that's basically like the giant zone. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like your miniature. Yeah, that's the stage. Yep, Yep. that's the stage. Oh, that's a cool stage, actually. That actually is a cool stage. I feel bad for forgetting it. (laughs) It's more interesting than most of the ones that we've talked about. (laughs) Even the Mario, like, the Mario stage is kind of funny, just because the stage looks like Mario, but then once you're in it, there's nothing really that special about it. No, it's the aesthetic from the outside that's interesting. The world's yep. kind of... Especially in. when you come out of his pants. <laughs> like, you literally finish a stage and then just come out from where his junk should be. Yeah, we're like, hi. <laughs> Why did they make... This is like... Okay, all the other zones are reasonable-ish. Mm-hmm. Mario Zone is like a giant gold statue to himself that he I then put stages in. Straight up, if he owns a castle, having a giant monument of himself is not outside the realm of possibility at all. I know. There's just this is the whole layer of vanity to Mario that I never thought about. It may not be him. It may just be things that other people have constructed to him to his honor. Yeah, so what did he do? I mean, I don't know. What is well, the plot I, of Mario Land 1? I, he saved some shit, oh, I'm I, sure. Oh, yeah. He saves Daisy, that's true. I don't know. I guess that's what it was. Maybe he saved Daisy, they gave him a castle. No, but he, he'd been... Have, he has, he, he's had this castle since childhood. Because him and Wario have been apparently stealing each other's castles. You can email us at theretrobreakdown at gmail.com and let us know what we're missing in the deep lore of Super Mario Land.